This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. And welcome everybody to episode 40 of the Animaniacast. Everybody, welcome to the show. Now, what do you say? We say hello to today's contestants, the Warner Brothers. And the Warner Sister. <laughs> Before we begin, what do you say we get to know you a little? I'm Yakko. I'm Wacko. And I'm cute, you big luck. <laughs> hey, it says here that you live in a tower. That's right, Ned. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about it. We live in a tower, Ned. And welcome once again to the Animaniacast. Nathan is dancing around the place, and we are the only podcast that is dedicated to the animated series Animaniacs. Here we explore the series episode by episode revisiting all the cultural references and gags that we can find. And in the end, we give each and every episode a Water Tower rating. I am Joey, and joining me are my co-host, Nathan. But you may call me Noodle Noggin. (laughs) (laughs) And all the way uh, from the Rock of Gibraltar is Kelly. (laughs) Hey, don't call me Big Ears. (laughs) (laughs) Well, today we are talking about a very funny episode. Uh, It involves uh, two major segments, uh, Fair Game and Puppet Rulers, and um, various other little filler stuff, which is, you know, good stuff, too. Um, Nathan, what would you you say? In a few words, what would you think about this episode? It's like an elevator ride. It goes up and mostly up. (laughs) (laughs) And and Kelly, what about you? (laughs) It's one of my old favorites. Oh, fantastic. Okay, well, today's episode premiered on november 12th 1993 mm-hmm. and nathan what happened on this date we've been waiting for this day it's a friday and it <laughs> finally has come out oh, wait is it the three musketeers the three musketeers <laughs> as well as the piano and oh. Ernest rides again I have no idea of Ernest Rides Again. Yeah, I'm sure that was not a good movie, but Piano is apparently a really great movie, although I haven't seen it. It's not as good as The Three Musketeers. Yeah, I know. That one's the only one I've seen, and <laughs> it's amazing. So, and we've been looking, the Animaniacs have been hinting to it all week. <laughs> That's right. So, it's finally here. Very weird for Yay. Yeah, very weird for <laughs> Warner Brothers to do a cross-promotion thing with Disney. I know, but, but- Glad they worked that out. <laughs> anyway, well, speaking of movies, yes, this episode starts off with a movie That's opening. Right. How's that for a transition? <laughs> a completely different movie, but but a movie. Uh, it starts off with a Casablanca opening, mm-hmm. uh, where it shows Humphrey Bogart, and he's talking. Uh, to, oh gosh, now I'm for, Ingrid Bergman's character, who might forget her name in the movie. Um, but he's seeing his whole line of, you know, you know, whole thing of hill of beans, all that stuff. Yeah, don't mount a hill of beans. I'm no good at being noble, but it doesn't take much to see that the problems of three little people don't amount to a hill of beans in this crazy world. Now, now, he's looking at you, kid. Hello, nurse! Huh? 
then cute. then they go to the the theme song mm-hmm. right there. Uh, you know, it was cute. I I, I thought it was a little. If it, the only thing that made maybe kind of go, hey, they missed an opportunity was Dot should only have her nose red and not her dress and everything like mm. that. So you know, whatever, just a nitpicky kind of thing right there. Um, I personally have only seen Casablanca, I think one time. Yeah, I think I've I may I'm ashamed to say that. I don't I think I think I've seen it three fourths times. <laughs> three fourths times. Okay. I, I have a lot of bad luck watching Casablanca. I the first time I tried to watch it was before the Academy Awards one year and I had a headache so bad that I, I threw up. Oh. So I watched it again on like Turner Classic Movies, um, some years later. And so I was like finally seen it. And then last year I saw it in the movie theater with some friends and I drank too much wine. <laughs> And so I had to get up before the end of the movie, and I threw up. So two out of three times I've tried watching Casablanca and Cat and Six. So I'm like, maybe I should stay away from that movie. Yeah. Or, or alcohol. I'm not really sure which. No, I, I, I blame just, Casablanca. Yeah, I blame Casablanca. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> yeah, that's that's too bad. I, I, you know, it has so many great scenes and so many, you know, the, the only, you know, Casablanca movie I've seen – a few times is just a ripoff of it. Uh, and that's, uh, overdrawn at the memory brink from uh, mystery science theater. I've seen that episode numerous times and it's basically, hmm. it, it basically, uh, references Casablanca throughout the entire thing. So, uh, you know, I've kind of yeah. seen it. It's, Casablanca, right? I'm sure it's the same thing. Anyway, mystery <laughs> science theater fans know what I'm talking about, but anyway. Okay. Well, before we get into fair game, uh, we have a tower escape, uh, segment hmm. so tower escape uh this one is very similar to previous ones uh first of all fantastic animation uh wacko comes out they draw a little door on the side of the water tower uh press a button and then the door opens up and it's dot as an elevator operator inside all dressed up and everything like an elevator operator they go inside they lower it down then the the main the, door opens again for some yeah, reason not the elevator like- door but the Warner Brothers logo opens up, whatever, it doesn't matter. And then they jump out, and uh, that's about it. Yeah, it's weird that they go outside of the water tower to go back into the water tower just to go out of the water tower again. Yes, yeah, but uh, it's good. No rules. No yeah. rules. This is Animaniacs. It's funny. It's a joke. <laughs> so there we go. It was a cute thing right there. And as we go forward, we're going to see lots of different elevator segments, though. Mm-hmm. We'll just we'll hold our commentary for... <laughs> The third elevator segment. Yes. <laughs> so let's go ahead and get right into our first cartoon, which is Fair Game. Fair Game was written by Peter Hastings, and it was directed by Bob Klein. Kelly, can you tell us what basically happens here in Fair Game? Yes, I can. Uh, Fair Game is another episode that includes a game show. It seems to be kind of uh, popular in the Animaniacs. <laughs> and uh, the uh, the host is um, Ned Flat, I yes. think his name is. Uh-huh. And it's the Warner Brothers and Dot competing against each other. And <laughs> they annoy him yes. so much. <laughs> And they they don't do the buzzers correctly, and they keep hitting the buzzer and saying Isaac Newton when there's not a question, and he rips up the buzzers and picks them up, and they're trying to hit the buzzers, and the uh, 
his his the veins in his eyes are bulging out because he's so annoyed <laughs> that they keep hitting everything and answering questions and he's finally like let's just let's just skip to the end of the, the game show this is ridiculous let's let's go so they use a, a rebus puzzle and well I, I guess i kind of I passed a little bit but so in in i guess the second round he's like who who came up or, or who, you know, who discovered the laws of gravity. Yes. And they'd been saying Isaac Newton this whole time, just buzzing in, and mm-hmm. they couldn't tell him that Isaac Newton discovered the laws <laughs> of gravity. <laughs> and they kept saying, like, Tori Spelling, David Hasselhoff, all these random people, and he, he got so irritated at that. And then, so then they do the Rebus puzzle, and it's eyes plus tack minus T, which is Isaac, <laughs> and then a newt. And then it's a ton, it's a ton, it's Isaac Newt. Wait, Isaac Newt heavy? <laughs> <laughs> it's that's always been one of my favorite lines and um or you know, little segments and uh yeah, Wacko just can't figure out that it's Isaac Newton and so the host yells it out and then he wins the prize, which is a six month trip for one to the Rock of Gibraltar. <laughs> yes, which is so funny. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, they had other other fantastic prizes, too, right? Like a year's supply of transmission mm-hmm. fluid. And, or his and her drink holder, right? Yeah. yeah. Drink caddies drink or something caddies, like yeah. that. Um, yeah. And, yeah. So Ned Flat goes off and... Uh, he goes off to the Rock of Gibraltar, even though he doesn't want to go to the Rock of Gibraltar. <laughs> but you have to go. You have you to. won. He's forced out, and uh, the Warner siblings all get like a uh, a model, a female or male model, mm-hmm. to uh, hang out with. Yeah. Hello, nurse. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that, that guy model that they had to help, you know, mm-hmm. be, he just looked like a Chippendales dancer or something like that. He had no Ch- shirt Chippendales on. Chippendales <laughs> dancers. <laughs> Chippendales. <laughs> no, he didn't even have a shirt on. He just had a little... I mean, that was total... It, you know, like Chris Farley, it almost kind of looked like a buff Chris Farley, actually, <laughs> if he was doing Chippendales on uh, Saturday Night Live, but he actually looked pretty good. So there you go. But yeah, that is definitely a Chippendales outfit. So yeah, well, so her, even her, has the collar like uh, yeah. wrist. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's kind of a weird thing right there. Well, a lot of funny gags to go through with this, and I'm, I'm just going to mention a few of the the quick cultural references and some of the the little bits of trivia. And if you guys. Uh, Want to interrupt me at any time? Yeah. Uh, just make sure to uh, you know buzz your buzzers. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. So first of all, um, Ned Flat is voiced by Harry Shearer, and this is our third member of Spinal Tap who has been on here. We have had Christopher Guest and Michael McKean. Uh, they were both in King Yakko. Christopher Guest played Umlaut. Michael McKeon played the little character Spink, I believe. Mm. And Michael McKeon will be on later episodes as well. So it was kind of cool to get the trio of uh, Spinal Tap all on the show eventually right here. Mm -hmm. Um, In case you haven't seen Spinal Tap audience, uh, go go see Spinal Tap. It's a great movie. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, you may know him from The Simpsons too. Yes, Harry Shearer. Yeah, the, the voice... Uh, on the wiki here, it says that oh, it's very similar to Ned Flanders. Yeah, I didn't hear that. I I could hear no. maybe like Burns or something. Like I heard Ted Brockman. Yeah, when he yells, he he comes off as some of the I couldn't re- place which Simpsons character. Honestly, it is, but 
honestly, it just sounds like Harry Shearer. Yeah. Like, it just sounds like Harry Shearer's normal voice yeah, to me. I could so, see that. So it just like... It doesn't really sound like a Simpsons character. It just sounds like <laughs> Harry Shearer to me. But whatever. Um, uh, so they have a few... The, Kelly, you were mentioning some of the random celebrities that they were mentioning. David Hasselhoff and Tori Spelling. Yakko likes to say Tori Spelling a lot to the answers. Uh, Tori Spelling... Uh, was in uh, Beverly Hills 90210 at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Hasselhoff was on Baywatch at this point. Uh, some of the other answers that they were giving out, uh, they said Shelly Winters. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yakko starts to say red buttons at one point. Oh, I was wondering about it. I thought it was just going to say, yeah like, yeah, like the button that he's hitting. No, yeah, red, <laughs> red button. I think he's trying to say red buttons. Okay. Uh, both Shelly Winters and red buttons uh, were both in uh, the Poseidon Adventure. I think they might have even been on uh, Pete's Dragon together as hmm. well. I don't know. But maybe that's just my memory playing tricks with me. And uh, Wacko says Don Knotts at one point. Yes. Of course, that's, that's, that's not a big surprise yeah. because he almost always... every answer is Don Knotts. <laughs> but Nott's. he thought that Don Knotts discovered the gravity. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's pretty much it. Other than, uh, of course, the Rock of Gibraltar. I mean... Mm-hmm. I, I looked at it and said, oh, the Rock of Gibraltar, so that must be like a really rainy, stormy place. Yeah, based uh, on the picture. Based on that picture, it shows a guy on a lonesome rock just sitting there <laughs> with two two pieces of luggage. But the Rock of Gibraltar uh, it's actually in the Mediterranean hmm. area, and it's a very nice weather. I was looking at uh, the weather report today for Rock of Gibraltar for this week, and it's in the... Lower 70s, upper 60s, and, of course, Fahrenheit. Okay. Uh, and and uh, Sunny? It's very sunny. Not, okay. a, not a cloud in the forecast. I bet it's going to rain in the next six months, though. Probably. So. In that, in sometime in that six months, maybe it'll rain. It's actually... <laughs> <laughs> the Rock of Gibraltar is part of the story of uh, one of Hercules' 12 labors, actually. Mm. Yeah. And uh, there is a nice place to stay at the, the Rock of Gibraltar. Nice. It's called the Rock Hotel. The Rock. Mm. Oh, I was thinking. Welcome to the Rock. I was thinking Dwayne Johnson. Let's no. go there all the time. <laughs> no, I would love to be the bailman just in there, so I could just <laughs> try to do my uh, <laughs> Sean Connery impression. Welcome to the Rock. And they go, excuse me. Anyway, <laughs> come on. That that movie. I've seen it. Nicholas Cage. No, I, there... I know what you're talking about. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, and there is a Spielberg connection to the Rock of Gibraltar. Are you ready mm. for this? According to the Wikipedia page, the okay. rock, the rock at the Rock of Gibraltar is Jurassic. Ah. <laughs> I did that on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Total, total intentional right there. <laughs> So, uh, but really when it comes to, to references, I mean, that's, that's pretty much all it is to other cultural references. The, the main person they keep mentioning over and over again is Isaac Newton mm-hmm. until it's really important to mention Isaac Newton. Yeah. So, uh, overall it was, it just nonstop stuff going on. It reminded, Very silly. It reminded me a lot of a, a kind of like a who's on first uh, mm-hmm. gag that just kept going on and on back and forth between uh, Ned and the the Warners right there. What did you guys think? What are some of your favorite moments and stuff? Uh, Kelly, uh, what, what's you mentioned a couple. What are some other things that you really liked about this first cartoon? I, I've always liked it when, um, when they're preemptively going and, and answering questions that haven't been asked yet and just 
randomly saying things and um then the, all the, the they'll all say to each other good answer good answer yeah yes. i love that it reminds me of family feud <laughs> yeah, good answer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So a lot, of, a lot of times, like you know, if I'm playing trivia or something like that, you know, I'll throw out a good answer, good answer, and <laughs> most people don't know what I'm referring to, but I know I'm referencing Animaniacs. <laughs> uh, wait for the question. Isaac Newton. Uh, didn't you hear me? Yes, I did. Good answer. <laughs> Are you going to wait for the question? Look, don't buzz in until you can say the answer. The answer? They they even say it to Ned when he gives out the yeah, answer. Yeah, when he says the answer is Isaac Newton. Like, oh, good, good answer. <laughs> Isaac Newton! Isaac Newton! Nathan, what about you? Oh, I just, it's very funny just every time he's at, lots of little quick funny things of, uh, you know, wait till you're ready to say the answer, and then, you know, buzz in to say the answer, but, I mean, I can't think of one other than, you know... Everyone saying good answer to each other. I think it was my favorite part of the episode. But <laughs> my favorite, my favorite time when they buzzed in was probably when Wacko did it, um, and he what? says, "Oh, sorry, my hand slipped." And he's like, and then, "Okay," and then he immediately buzzes immediately in again. buzzes in and says Isaac Newton, <laughs> Isaac and Newton? then his hand slips again later on. Which I think Wacko again. was my favorite in this episode of the three Warners. Yeah, but. you know, one other line I really liked was the, "You stop acting like this." Why are you acting like this? We're not acting. We really are like this. Aren't we lucky? So, you know, just really cute stuff. Yeah, back and very forth. Funny. Back and forth, back and forth. It's it's like watching a tennis match with jokes, you know. Mm-hmm. Set up, punchline. Set up, punchline. And it goes throughout the entire cartoon. It's really, really funny. Very well. The answer is what? It is? What was the question? I don't know. Then don't buzz in. I didn't buzz in! Then you can't answer the question. Do you think this is funny? Yeah, it's hard to point out. Like, like here's the best. Part. Yeah, there's lots of really funny jokes, and it's worth watching. There. How do you like that? We like it very much. So let's go ahead and move on to our next little transition. Uh, we started off the episode with the Warners going down an elevator. Yeah. And now we're going to have them being chased around into an elevator inside of a building. Yeah. So, yeah. So, this is like the game Elevator Action or something. I don't is know. Is that a game? Sure. Nathan. <laughs> it's an old arcade game. Anyway, uh. they walk into a building. They go. Ralph is chasing after them, and they just barely make it into the elevator. Ralph is waiting for he the elevator. Yeah. He, yeah, he's pushing. He's waiting for the ele- you know, to catch the next elevator up. He sees the Warners get down off the elevator next to him, and instead of chasing after them, goes into the elevator so that he can go to the top of the elevator to, to get chase after the, the Warners. Warners, and then realizes that he has to go back down. It, it's very quick and fast, and 
the reasoning of Ralph is kind of silly, but uh, again, pretty cute right there. He has to chase him. They went up and down, so he had to go up and then down. It's only fair, right? Yeah, <laughs> he has to make this fair. He can't. He can't cheat. Um, and then we have a commercial, basically, mm-hmm. for uh, an item called the Slapper, uh, which is, of course, a parody of the Clapper. Which I don't even know if they sell the Clapper anymore these days. Seems <laughs> like you can always tell, like, yeah. Now you could just use your Amazon your thing. Yeah. yeah. What's her? What's her? Uh, or Siri, you know, this, something the, like. Cousin of Siri or whatever mm-hmm. she is. <laughs> sure, Amazon doesn't like us to call her that. <laughs> Cortana, isn't that what it's called? No, that's that's what uh, the computers, that's oh. what uh, uh, Windows has. I don't know. Cortana. And now the CIA can just hack into all of our stuff and just yeah, tell true. <laughs> they can just turn <laughs> so, off yeah. our lights for us. But so. now you just tell your, your, you say, house, turn off lights, and that's what you do instead of clapping your hands. Oh, there you go. <laughs> well, anyway, so in this in this case, this is the early 90s, so we have to clap our hands to turn turn off on and off our lights. And so in this case, Slappy has uh, an annoyance next to her, which is uh, the Walter Wolf is sitting next to her, and he won't change the channel from Bob Saget, mm-hmm. who, of course, in the early 90s was on America's Funny Stone Videos, and and full house yeah and i'm sure apparently some other stuff and a giant hand comes and slaps him it's the slapper slap on slap on slap on slap on the slapper works for me all you have to do is clap your hands and it'll slap the person have, have either one of you ever met anyone who actually had a clapper at all no no it was one of those things i remember it would it would always start there's there's little things that would help tell you like it's time for christmas and it would be the clapper and chia pets mm-hmm. <laughs> you see those commercials all and they the think time they were... <laughs> yeah they were usually back to back it must have been the same company the clapper is perfect for hard to reach places and makes a great gift simple clap on clap off clap on clap off give it a big hand you would know it's Christmas time because what you know? What am I going to get my my wife? Yeah, my grandma. <laughs> I'll just stop at Walgreens and get mm-hmm. her a chia pet and a clapper. <laughs> this is from the heart, honey. Uh, but there you go. That, yeah, that's the slapper. It can be a heart shaped chia pet or something. Oh, I don't know. they have all they had heads where Elvis good, grows hair. Or it's something. a good thing my wife doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> 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 she'll love it well let's go on to our next major segment here and this is called puppet rulers this is maurice lamarche the voice of the brain and you are listening to the animani cast and puppet rulers is another pinky in the brain cartoon it's a story by peter hastings it was written by Tom Minton. It was directed by Barry Caldwell and Dave Marshall. And Nathan, what happens in Puppet Rulers? All right, the year is 1954. We are in Einstein's laboratory with uh, Pinky and the Brain. Whoa-hoo. Yeah. And they want to take over the world. They're going to freeze themselves for 40 years. And Brain doesn't quite know what to do after that. But then he sees on TV... Puppets are really popular with kids, <laughs> so he decides he's going to become popular on the puppet show, and then 
uh, frees himself for 30 years now, and wake up in the 90s. No, 40 years. It would be 40. Well, Serum, you and Nathan, you know, they woke up in the 90s. Yeah, but they did it for 10 years, I think. That doesn't make any sense. Right? Oh, that's right. No, they were on the Beanie and Cecil. Oh, I'm sorry. Not, never. I'm jumping the gun. They were on the Meanie and... What's it called? Meanie and Treacle show. Yeah. For 10 years. For 10 years. And, and then, then they, they froze, froze themselves for 30, 30 years. years. Okay. So they... Get the they, math right. You got... This is almost like time travel. I mean, travel. they could have gone for 40, but then the... <laughs> wouldn't make... They wouldn't really have an impact. Well, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, anyways, they freeze themselves until they come to the 90s, and, the, of course, the kids all miss them so much that they're going to be really popular, but... Uh, it turns out the kids had lots of therapy bills because their <laughs> lives have been ruined by uh, Pinky in the Brain, um, and they uh, end up uh, chasing him away. And that's with like pitchforks the... and yeah, they torches. They want him to pay for the therapy <laughs> therapy pill the bills. So <laughs> and their pills probably and the pills that they have to take <laughs> for their therapy. I love Meanie and Treacle. I wish Meanie and Treacle was president. <laughs> Pinky, are you pondering what I'm pondering? I think so, Brain, but we'll never get a monkey to use dental floss. No, Pinky. We shall become characters on that insipid puppet show. I will endear myself in the hearts of the children. Then we shall freeze ourselves for 40 years. And when we thaw out, those children will be the leaders of the world, and they will adore me, making it simple to take over the world. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I found this one kind of, a very unrealistic. I mean, just the fact that someone could, you know, become popular on some insipid, uh, television show and then mm-hmm. later become a world leader. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> Did I miss something? Uh, no, 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 no. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, the kids say at one point they wish that, uh, that the, you know, Meanie and Treacle could become president, and mm-hmm. that starts what, the wheels turning in Brain's head. It was a pretty good plan, and I like the idea of chirogenics. And he really put a lot of commitment in it, like 10 years of being on the show. <laughs> just like, I was like, oh, he'll be on there for like a month or something. Nope. And I'm like, that calendar went and went. He was in it for the long haul. Yeah. He realized, he re- you know what? He really wants to conquer the world. <laughs> He's going like, to put in the, the, the time to do this. And of course, uh, Pinky was named Big Ears. Big Ears, and Brain was Noodle Noggin. Noodle Noggin, but he, of course, he wanted to be called what? <laughs> um, the Great Orchestra. What was nope. it? the um, Icon- yeah, Iconoclast? Iconoclast, yeah, which is so. Hey, Dad, Brain, brilliant! Oh, oh, just one little technical question, Brain. On the show, can I call myself Big Ears? You may call yourself Mary Pickford for all I care, Pinky. I shall be known as the Iconoclast. An unconventional eccentric who marches to a different drummer. Oh, I thought maybe you could be Noodle Noggin. <laughs> Which I I really love that whole thing because it's just like he's just he, he's just so dry and mm-hmm. he thinks that that's going. He comes out with a cape mm-hmm. and he thinks that's going to really get the, the kids, kids love. Break. Yeah, the kids will love this, <laughs> and the kids do not respond at all to it. They just look at him with. Uh, you know, blank stares and everything like that. I am the iconoclast, an unconventional eccentric who marches to a different drummer. (laughs) 
but you may call me Noodle Noggin. Okay, an iconoclast is a person who destroys religious images or opposes their virination, or a person who attacks settled beliefs or institutions. So mm-hmm. that kind of goes to what uh, the brain is doing every time Pinky, or a.k.a. Big Ears, Big Ears. <laughs> tries mm-hmm. to do something. He just says, well, actually. Ooh, I know the noggin. Is it dancing fun, fun, silly willy? Actually, the random gyration of appendages is fun, fun, silly willy. Uh, let's just talk about the. There's two major, you know, references to, to other stuff. Uh, first of all, they they talk about can I call myself Big Ears, and he says, "Well, you can call yourself Mary Pickford for all I want, you know, all I care." Uh, Mary Pickford is or was because she's she died oh. she died many years ago. Uh, was a silent film actress, and one of the things that she is famous for saying was. Adding sound to movies would be like adding lipstick to Venus de Milo. She was not a fan of adding sound to film. Oh, I thought she was like really weird and wanted lipstick on Venus no, de no, Milo. No, no, no. And I was like, okay. <laughs> She's like, watch Weirdo. this. <laughs> I know. She, I, something tells me she would not be a fan. She would be a fan of practical effects and not CGI. But yeah. that's just me. Uh, so yeah, very... Probably- yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Mary Pickford, there you go. But the main thing is, uh, Meanie and Meanie and Treacle are mm-hmm. a parody of Beanie and Cecil, who were uh, they started off as an actual puppet show in the 1950s, and then transitioned over to an actual cartoon show. It's time for Beanie. Well, Beanie fans, Beanie and Cecil are all, and all the gang are off on another adventure. An adventure that takes them clear around the world. First, they boarded the Lena and sailed to Timbuktu. Then on through the eight seas into the Indian Ocean. Past nothing at all. And finally, they reached their destination. The fifth corner of the earth. Yes, the fifth corner of the earth, a remote, dense jungle that time has forgotten. To the fifth corner of the earth in search of the giant white gorilla. But here comes the gang now, so let's all join them, shall we? Here Whitey! Here Whitey! Whitey! Say, say so! That's no way to look for the giant white gorilla. It ain't? It isn't. That's what I said. Well, I've got no time for a grammar lesson. And if we hope to catch that white beast, we got to be on our toes every second. Now, you go on and scout ahead, huh? On my toes? Yes. I always throw the captain through. Here, Whitey. Here, Whitey. Come fight the robots with Beanie and the crew. They come from outer space, and gosh, what awful things they do. They came from Venus, right on past the moon. And now here's Beanie and Cecil in a Bob Clampett cartoon. <laughs> One of my favorite uh, comedians of the past, Stan Freeberg, uh, voiced uh, Cecil. The sea, sea serpent. 
Okay. Uh, Nathan, I know that you, I made you listen to Stan Freeberg stuff growing up. He did, um, you remember the Deo song? The Deo. Yeah. And Daylight come and me won't go home. Wow, man, I'll have to ask you not to shout like that. Well, uh, It's like right in my ear, man. Well, it goes with the song. Yeah, but don't holler in my ear, man. Well, it's authentic uh, calypso Yeah, but like I stand next to me, man. Well, the shout goes with the bongo drums. Well, not my bongo drums, man. I mean, move away. Well, I don't see why. uh, No, no, no. Stand over next to the guitar, man. He sent me over here. Yeah. Well, then sing soft, man. You know, I mean, like, wow. Okay. It's too loud, man. That's better. Gosh, what was the other thing I used to have you? I used to put it in the CD player and make everyone listen to it. Like the Stan Freeberg's United States of America or something like that. I don't know. He was sure. Stan Freeberg was an enormously funny guy uh, and just passed away the last couple of years, actually. Oh, wow. uh, he was kind of like it was very much. He wrote lots of songs. He did tons of uh, voices for Warner Brothers cartoons and uh, other stuff. So as a kid, even, you know, I actually watched the Beanie and Cecil cartoon show uh, quite a bit because my father was a huge fan of Beanie and Cecil uh, back when it was, uh, well, he was very young in the 1950s when it was on as a puppet. But we watched the uh, cartoon show because they had a few of the tapes at the corner blockbuster. So hmm. we would rent these Beanie and Cecil tapes, VHS tapes, and take them home and watch them. Uh, and I was especially interested in this because my grandparents were actually really cool. And they kept a lot of my dad and my aunt's toys from when they were little. So one of the pup, they had actually a puppet uh, in the, you know, in their old room, which, which was a, you know, sea, Cecil the Sea Sick Sea Serpent mm-hmm. uh, puppet. And it had a little pull string on it and everything. Oh, I do remember this. Okay, good. The pull <laughs> string is a... Yeah, you pull the string on it and go, I'm Cecil the Sea Sick Sea Serpent. And we loved it. I mean... I, I think I, the pull string eventually yeah. broke, but... It's kind of sad that we were the ones that broke it because mm-hmm. it was a, it was probably like be worth a lot of money too, and just... really would probably be worth a lot of money right now. Just, at least a few couple hundred dollars, right? What, Maybe uh, I don't know. Ten bucks, at ten least. bucks, at least ten bucks. <laughs> In the cartoon slash you know uh, puppet show, uh, Beanie was a little boy. Cecil was the serpent, the sea six sea serpent, mm-hmm. who would follow them around and go on these different adventures, and they would go searching for gold or for missing stuff. And um, I watched a little clip of it, at least the original puppet show, uh, which I had never seen before. But I saw a little bit of the puppet show this uh, this morning, and I was pretty impressed with the with the quality of the writing and and things like that. It was it's obvious to see that. Um, the writers of Animaniacs were were influenced by this cartoon as when they grew up. I'm assuming, uh, and of course Einstein in this is stops whatever he's doing mm-hmm. and goes to watch the cartoon or goes to watch the puppets uh, in this, uh, which is apparently very true. Um, yeah, apparently, actually, would yeah stopped <laughs> and, and it's mentioned in the in the DVD uh, special features for Animaniacs. They talk about Einstein. 
stopping what he's doing and uh, to go watch Enemy or not <laughs> go watch Animaniacs, <laughs> which was impossible. But he, he had a time. He knew time yeah. curves. So <laughs> the other person that I found out today uh, also liked uh, Cecil and uh, Beanie and Cecil was Harpo Marx. So we're going back to the Marx Brothers Marx again. Brothers, wow. <laughs> Even it says right here from a, a biography on uh, Harpo Marx written by, I believe, one of his sons, that it says right here, he said that his Harpo's all-time all favorite television star was Cecil, the C6 Sea Serpent, a hand puppet on Time for Beanie. If any one of us dared break into the den while Dad was watching Beanie and Cecil, we got grounded. So, hmm. there you go. So, it's a very popular show with uh, Harpo and Einstein, two people with wild hair. There you go. Uh, <laughs> but Beanie and Cecil, it's a lot of the episodes and everything. They're on YouTube, so you can check them out. And uh, it's funny stuff. It's it's good writing. But it's uh, along the lines of... Kind of Rocky and Bullwinkle, oh, funny kind of stuff. It's it's good stuff. A lot of it uh, holds up pretty well. And the villain on the on it looks very similar, in fact, almost identical to the villain on Meet the Robinsons. Hmm. You ever see that Disney movie? I never Meet saw the it. Robinsons. The no, okay. Well, the villain in that has it's called Bowler Hat Guy or whatever, and he has a little little bowler hat. Anyway, oh. very similar. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, what it, that's that's. My lengthy kind of thing to talk about Beanie and Cecil, but what are some of your favorite moments of this, guys? What are some of the things that you you liked well, about this? Uh, Kelly, go ahead. I I liked it when um, <laughs> Brain asked Pinky, "Are you pondering what I'm pondering?" And Pinky says, "But we'll never get a monkey to use dental floss." <laughs> and Nathan, um, it was neat seeing like uh, Mindy and Buttons. I don't know if you mentioned that one. Oh yeah, they did. Yeah, they made a quick well, cameo. Yeah, it was fun to see. Because they're, and, uh, they're trying to sell all this merchandise yeah. and everything. And I guess I was supposed to be Bill Clinton as a boy. Yeah, in Hope, Arkansas, right there. Yeah, watching uh, JFK. Yeah. I'd like to buy these, please. Thank you. Here. And I know other Americans join with me in saying, Ich bin ein Nudelnagen. Yeah, of course, uh, uh, Bill Clinton, uh, you know, was, you know, heavily inspired by JFK as a young kid. He even shook uh, John F. Kennedy's wow. hand, uh, I think, when he was visited his high school or kid. something. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, we were talking <laughs> about it, it, John F. Kennedy says, Ich benign noodle noggin, I believe, yeah. in this one. And we were mentioning before recording that, uh, you know, John F. Kennedy, of course, said in a speech in West Germany, uh, ich bin ein Berliner, mm. which people like. I'm a donut. Yeah, people say, "Ha ha!" He said, "I'm a donut," and uh, that's not necessarily the the case. Not I mean, really at all. There's no one that would. Yeah, no German would think that. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. So you know, th don't believe everything that you read on the the internet, especially these days. <laughs> and that's 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 one of them. Is that you know he it's yeah <laughs> he didn't say I'm a donut. It's just kind of a it's like an urban legend. Yeah, urban so. legend right there. At last, my public has come to shower me with gifts. Guess again, noodle noggin. You abandoned us! You went away! You ruined our lives! 
You don't want to give me your devotion and total rule? No! We want to give you our therapy bills! Pay them! Run, Pinky! It reminded me a lot, especially at the end, of just how fandom is, especially Star Wars fans in particular. And Mm -hmm. I say this as a huge Star Wars fan, but the hatred... Yeah, there's like a huge love, but then it also comes with a huge hatred towards it. So I'm sure there are like huge fans of Pinky and the Brain still out there. Mm -hmm. Like, they could probably (laughs) still have a huge cult following... But there are these other people that, like, hate him, like... How could passion. you be canceled? Yeah. But they were just like, how could you leave us, you know? But there are other people, though, I'm sure, that are just happy to have him back. That, yes. Like, it can't That's be the true. whole consensus of everyone in the world. That's true. I would well, think... It's not like they had a Noodle Noggin and uh, Big Ears uh, special edition of their... Uh, well, <laughs> who's to say? There could have been any number of things that happened in the 30 years they were cryogenically frozen they could have yeah. like done special like now we'll cgi put them in and and instead of meanie hitting noodle noggin it was noodle noggin hitting yeah. meanie it's like who who hit first or what no i don't know I don't... but the whole thing of like george <laughs> lucas and i'm gonna replace words of george lucas ruined my childhood and all this kind of junk mm-hmm. is very it, i just thought the same thing like when you thought they, he ruined your child no too. not at all no i'm thinking the same thing like <laughs> yeah george lucas uh made my childhood in many ways he didn't ruin anything uh but he you know that whole thing of going you know getting upset at the things that you love so much and they still wear the hats and everything mm-hmm. at the they're end. still like loving it or maybe like, they just put them on that's what they did because they were no, they the were shirts. watching TV when they oh, that's right when and they the sh- first appeared and they were they just happened to be watching TV with this stuff on. <laughs> They've like, been waiting that long, thirty years. Like finally, now we'll get them. <laughs> it's uh, but they uh, one of the kids says that Pinky is a genius in this episode. Oh, they said Big Ears is a genius. Hey kids, can you do this? Wow, Big Ears is a genius. So, I thought that was interesting. I think that's just ironic. Nathan. I don't know. I don't think that's telling you that. I don't know. <laughs> he said it. The kid said it. It's official. No one Has anyone said that Brain is a genius in any of these episodes? Well, the, well they, they basically say it in the theme song every time. One is a genius. Yeah, and they show Brain writing down stuff. The other is insane. And then they show Pinky acting insane. But in a it's straight Pinky jacket. in the Brain. So if you go in the order that they say it, then okay, it's... Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. They don't say this one's a genius and this one's insane. <laughs> if they said that in the song, then I'd be like, yep, that's it. <laughs> Oh, uh, Marvin the Martian's in it. <laughs> yeah, hey, <laughs> Marvin the Martian's in it. That's right. He does. He's on the wall. Yep. And uh, we were looking at one of the old guides that uh, it was showing that hey, this must be a reference to the Nike ads. And Nathan had no recollection. Yeah, of I don't really remember these any at all. of that. But I know before Space Jam came out, Michael Jordan uh, would do these kind of commercials with Bugs Bunny and Marvin the Martian. And it was like Marvin was trying to steal the Air Jordans and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, Oh, goody! More Air Jordans for me! Pebble Beach! This is no way for a pampered superstar to travel. What the? <gasps> and they're all mine. Give me those Air Jordans. No, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, 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 no
Yeah, Marvin the Martian makes a kind of background appearance right there. Uh, and they mention Milton Berle. You know, you have to go out on top. But Vane, why are we freezing ourselves at the height of our popularity? To stay fresh in their memory, Pinky. We must, to paraphrase Milton Berle, leave them wanting more. Hmm. Uh, is, you know, Milton Berle, of course, uh, you know, comedian from the past right there. Uh, and he would, you know, still be known at this he was still alive during in the early 90s i believe so you know at least yeah. i knew who he was as a kid so there you go not too obscure at least and back then in the 90s they do another bob saget kind of thing with the yeah, <laughs> another america's funniest what is it furniture america's <laughs> funniest furniture <laughs> oh and when do you get a load of this launch greetings everyone playing in this in the tv Which studio is a very quick joke and then just they talk about some lawn chair outside yeah, just, look at this lawn chair and then it just cuts out but. yeah anyway <laughs> a lot of a lot of cute <laughs> lot of little jokes and yeah they keep going oh and kelly i don't know if you caught the little thing but did you notice the slam on puppeteers right there this this puppeteer is like looking. oh yeah <laughs> I was very offended on the on behalf of all puppeteers out there. <laughs> I think the the writers are like puppeteers don't do anything or well, something. They, yeah, or... well they said like if I like he's at the beginning he says okay you puppeteer which who doesn't look like Bob Clampett or mm-hmm. or, or uh, Stan Freeberg at all but uh he says you need to come up with new characters uh kind of like in Poochie or something in the Simpsons yeah. you know you have to come up with these new characters to sell more more merchandise but we need more merchandise new characters that's what we need i want new puppet characters on the next show if i could come up with new stuff i wouldn't be a puppeteer i was like hey i'll have you know that jim henson came up with plenty of original ideas all the time so oh yeah he was amazing yeah, and now Kelly's. I'm jealous because you've actually gone to like, you know, like museums and seen like a lot of you know the original Muppets oh, and stuff up well, close. Yeah, and I, I met Brian Henson at DragonCon. Right. No big deal. Yeah, no big yeah. deal. Name and, drop. And the several of the Fraggle performers and and Steve Whitmire, who's the voice of Kermit the Frog. You can read all about my interviews on BigShinyRobot.com. <laughs> um, Shameless plug, but yes. uh, didn't yeah, you meet? No, I'm... Did you meet Carol Spinney also, the voice of? You know, act... Yes. See, it's just oh, too cool. So, so while I'm I'm putting that out there, um, so if anyone knows how I can ever meet Frank Oz, oh yes, please, uh, please let me know because um, that's that's like the the only Muppet tier that I still you know. I mean, I'd love to meet a lot of, you know, probably a lot of other ones, but that's, that's Yoda, y'all. <laughs> that's, that's Yoda. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't and, get much bigger And a million that. others, you know, Cookie Monster and, and Grover and, and, you know, all that, but, but that's, I want to meet Yoda. <laughs> just, just saying, so if anyone can uh, hook me up, yay. Yeah, or if Frank Oz is listening right now, or. Oh, yeah. I'm sure Mr. Oz <laughs> is a huge fan of our <laughs> podcast. Uh, <laughs> But uh, you know, it was it was very cute. You know, we have to go out on top. It might be again, might be George Costanza or something. Wasn't there an episode of like, yeah, there was an yeah, episode of Seinfeld. where he'd always leave if everyone laughed in the meeting, he would just walk out. Walk out. Good night. <laughs> Good night, so, everybody. Yep. So you know, the brain you know did that. Unfortunately, didn't work out too well. And this, if, as far as I know, this is one of the few, at least one of the few episodes where he doesn't talk about 
you know, ru- you know, trying to take over the world at the end. He's just yeah. talking about trying to find a place to hide. Where Br- uh, Pinky actually Pinky. remembers, like, yeah. oh, you mean we're going to take over the world? <laughs> yeah. Nope. <laughs> Got to run um, away. All the kids look like Colin, the uh, Randy Beeman kid. <laughs> <laughs> at least yes. I think. Just like. Yeah, they got, they picked a model for a kid, and they just said, let's go for it. There we go. Everyone looks like that. <laughs> <laughs> that is a kid. Uh, well, let's go ahead and uh, move uh, close this uh, episode out and get to the uh, Water Tower rating. But before we do, there's two short little Ooh. filler segments uh, to, to wrap things up. First of all, we have a Wheel of Morality. It's that time again. To make a cheese sandwich? To make the folks' senses cry? No, it's time to learn the day's lesson. And today's moral is, (laughs) straight from Chicago, (laughs) vote early and vote often. That's right. Um, Pat, I'd love to buy a vowel. Wrong wheel. Oh. Well, that was a a good wheel of morality. Not one of the best ones, but it was cute. Yeah. Uh, and then we have to have a one last one last chase opening or chase ending, I should say, because this is the end of the show. And they basically run back to the water tower. They press a button, and the water tower goes back down. Hey, elevator! And they jump in, and it goes back up to the top again. Uh, of course, Ralph tries it, and an anvil falls on his head Classic. once once again. <laughs> and they shrug and they go back in. So there you go. Uh, that's our episode. Yeah. Lots of funny stuff. Uh, lots and lots of gags. Uh, let's go ahead and get straight over to our water tower rating. So what do you guys think? Out of five water towers, how many water towers does this episode get? Uh, Kelly, let's start with you. I'm gonna give it five. It's two two of my favorite segments. I I love the Pinky and the Brain. It's always funny and cute. And then I just I never get tired of Isaac Newton. Mm-hmm. Nathan, what about you? I'm gonna go with five as well. Mm-hmm. It was a very strong episode. Um, there was no really down parts to it. Maybe the slapper, but even that was you know good. You know, I it was it was lots of content. Which mm-hmm. I love and very funny stuff. So okay, well, uh, I was gonna give it four and a half you because can. because yeah because it didn't have a song thing, but you know I I really I, I'm gonna go ahead and lean and I'm gonna say perfect agreement five five water towers for Woo! me as well. So that's a <laughs> five one two three four five. yeah <laughs> five water tower. <laughs> that's our. Third triple agreement. <laughs> yeah, of fives. <laughs> of fives, yeah. yes, for the series. So there you go. An awesome episode. Uh, definitely on one of the highly recommended lists for people wanting to check out the show. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go ahead and get over to our poll results from last week. Hello there. This is your announcer speaking to you live from a helicopter leaving Isla Nubla. It was a scary situation, and uh, lots of dinosaurs were everywhere, but luckily I escaped, and now I'm on to someplace not with dinosaurs. Well, anyway, here's your Twitter poll results from last week. Listeners were asked, what do you think the Warners are? 
Hashtag Animaniacs. Hashtag Animaniacaspol. 3% said they are cats. 9% said they are dogs. 12% said infested with fleas. But of course, 76% knew that they are simply cute. Well, that's the poll results from this week. Now let's go back to the studio with a brand new Twitter poll question. Well, let's go ahead and get to our poll question for this week, which, correct me if I'm wrong, Nathan, has absolutely nothing to do with today's episode at uh, all. That's an opinion. Okay. And I would hope that you would leave those out. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. It's an opinion, <laughs> opinion-free podcast. Yeah. We don't okay. have opinions on this podcast. <laughs> okay, sorry. We'll let the the listeners decide if this poll has anything to do with the episode. And it <laughs> might, it might not. I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, what is your favorite uh, uh, extra, what? Extra dimensional? Dimensional? Paranormal? Paranormal? Yeah. Paranormal uh, person. Yeah. Per- a villain or antagonist that yeah. the uh, Animaniacs annoy. Yeah, that'll fit in 140 characters. Sounds Thank good, you. Nathan. Good. <laughs> it's your job to write it out. I just say it out. <laughs> okay. Okay. So who are our choices? Well, obviously, today, <laughs> we had uh, either Death, or we had uh, uh, Dracula, or uh-huh. we had Satan. One of those three... Is your favorite. Yes. And was maybe in the episode. <laughs> maybe. Maybe in the background someplace. It could have been. I'm not going to... Again, you decide. Yeah. Okay. Hey, you never know. Death is always around the corner. Hey. Ooh. Too too true. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So there's your question. Go ahead and make your voice heard. Head on over to twitter.com slash animaniacast. Or simply search for hashtag AnimaniCastPoll, and you can make your voice heard. Tell us which of those paranormal characters you thought was the the best foil, the best special friend, the best whatever. <laughs> <laughs> which of those you like the most? Enjoy and, getting annoyed. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> without any further ado, I think it is time to get over to our... Uh, contact information. So, uh, Nathan, where can people come to you online and say hi? Joey, you can find me on Twitter. Anyone okay. can find me on Twitter, really, actually. I'm on DjangoFT. That's me. All what? Right. <laughs> it, it rhymes. <laughs> okay, good. And Kelly, what about you? You can find me on Twitter as well at Yoda Princess, Y-O-D-A-P-R-N-C-S-S, or Kelly at BigShinyRobot.com. All right. And as for the Animaniacast, you can hit us up on Twitter, you can seek us out on Facebook. We're even on things like Instagram and a little bit on Google Plus every now and then when I'm feeling like it. And uh, you can also send us an email, uh, which is animaniacast at retrozap.com. And speaking of retrozap.com, you should head on over there for tons of awesome articles and a bunch of other podcasts that you can listen to, such as the Argcast, Beltway, Banthas, Bruise, and Blasters. We have classic Marvel Star Wars comics. That's a new that's a new podcast. The Deuce Cast Movie Show, Dune Cast, Canada's Castle, The Sandcrawler, Skywalking Through Neverland, Starship Sabres and Scoundrels, Talking Apes TV, Techno Retro Dads, The Trade Federation, and We Know Nothing. You can subscribe to all of those individually, or you can simply go to the RetroZap feed on iTunes and get every one of those delivered straight to your device hey speaking of itunes head on over to itunes you can give us a review and as long as it's five stars and positive you can bet that we're going to read it on the show 
what if the person puts like a really mean review? It would be funny if they put like five stars and then I hate and then, this podcast. Yeah, if you and do we'd that, have to read it. We'd have to read it. Oh man, but it'd be pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> so you can head on over to iTunes to do that. And how do you do that? You, you just Google it. Yeah, you Google, Google it first. Google then, that stuff. Uh, figure it out. Yeah, you'll figure it out. <laughs> You're a smart listener. Come on. Um, well, with that, let's go ahead and close up shop. And we say love lollipops. And no, we're not going to say that. We're going to say <laughs> <laughs> for the animating cast. This is Joey and for Nathan and Kelly. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night. This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds of the Animaniacs characters or any other Animaniacs-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Warner Brothers, Amblin Entertainment, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacs unless otherwise indicated. Until tomorrow! Love, luck, and lollipops! Love, luck, and lollipops!